Some of the topics we're talking about in today's episode may be sensitive for some listeners, so listener discretion is advised. There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Here we go. Episode three. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. 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 Cheers for episode three and cheers for putting the podcast out today. Officially. Episode one. Even though it was nine months ago. Hey, wait, was it nine? I mean, Penny's almost nine months. Wow, you guys! And we did no, no, sorry, three, uh, seven months. Anyway, whatever. She was three months old for the first episode. Yeah. So that's how much more complicated this is than I anticipated. Yeah, that makes that makes no sense. That was seven months ago, but you're right. Yep, it's ridiculous. Um, Our guest today is the lovely Shannon Ware. Hello, Shannon. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being with us today check in sarah how's how's your week i wanted to make this funny but then on the way over here i was thinking about it i thought about it yesterday when it was happening anyway i'm like internally having a panic attack to say this out loud but so i'm gonna up the vulnerability factor for myself which i don't like to do and i'd rather make it funny anyway parker yesterday morning at 9 a.m ate half of about half i don't really know because it's powder but he ate one of my vivance add pills oh um Mm -hmm. so had at least some of that in his system and so for the next 14 hours that was what life was so i went to the bathroom i left it on um not just the pill itself but i have like a little bowl it was like in the center of a counter that he would not have been able to reach a day ago i feel like and then he could so i went to the bathroom was gone about a minute and when i came back out he was underneath the island smiling holding this little it's like an antique cup where i put like my vitamins and my mm-hmm. vitamins the night before and his mouth was blue i pulled it out not blue wait he could breathe. Right. Okay. Right. The pill is blue. Right. I, I, that's what I assumed Stop. when you said that. I'm panicking like now about <laughs> just hearing that his mouth was blue. He that's just not. Anyway, um, he was smiling. And anyway, so I pulled it out, called poison control immediately and just went into this completely calm mode and thought, okay, we're going to the hospital. But poison control said just monitor him for six hours. Yeah. And anyway, it lasted longer than six hours. But I think that's the period where they were concerned. And he was fine. He was just extremely focused he built the same lego tower over and over and (laughs) start him young man (laughs) you know uh i mean i guess is this a a cautionary tale or advice both (laughs) it's both um and i guess i'm just going into episode three losing just fully letting go of all credibility (laughs) but you know and on the on the way over here i um i thought about yesterday i was it seemed funny and not funny wait not in the moment it seemed terrifying and then um, I was thinking about how to talk about it today if I wanted to and then this is the first time I said right before we sat down I'm going to tell a story when I get in here and this is the first time that I'm feeling it and obviously that's horrifying and there was only guilt yesterday it was like I could feel the guilt a little bit and I couldn't really be in the moment and my point is a you know obviously keep shit away from your kids that (laughs) And everybody knows that, but I just don't assume that they can't reach things for what it's worth. Just like learn from that mistake. 
And also it is mind boggling to me because I'm someone who has to work really hard to like control my emotions or to the best I can or to manage them and in what being a mom does to your system. I just didn't there wasn't mm-hmm. time to feel it. Like I didn't have I just was only doing life and taking care of him, making sure he was okay and I did not even I didn't cry at all and I just mm-hmm. anyway. So that's shorter than I thought it would be. So I wanted it to be funny, but it's only I'm vulnerable. And there you so go. Oh, sorry that happened. I to know you. it's so <laughs> scary. I'm sorry it happened to him, but anyway, there you go. Well, so, Penny be- crawled off the bed and fell onto our tile floor for the same reason. Like, oh, she just stays here and she plays and she can't really move until all of a sudden they can move. And the only way that you know that they can move now <laughs> is by them doing something that you should have been monitoring better. I remember Benji went back to work. It was the first day he went back to work after we had Elsie, and she was in one of those little rocker swings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't strap her in because she was six pounds. Totally. Right. And Not she, like, rolling or anything. She fit in the nook of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no way she was going anywhere. Sure. Went to the bathroom, came back. She's laying on her back underneath it, <laughs> flat on the floor, but, like, on the little metal bar ring Is it still, thing. like, swinging the over The thing her was head. still swinging, and <laughs> she's like, down there. her every time. And I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> How did this happen? It was just the I bathroom. Swear. Oh my god! It's just we can't be with them Mm-mm. all the time. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just keep like you know. But do you know that feeling when you're like going through something and then you see your best friend or you see your mom and mm-hmm. you just like yeah, all of it comes because mm-hmm. you yep. finally feel like you're in a safe place to where it's okay. Like okay, everything's fine. We're going to move on from here. Now I can feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't you also feel like we've been in that for like a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, mm-hmm. okay, so we're going to survive probably. <laughs> now we can feel it. And then you're like, nope, zip it back up. We got nope, a new thing. Not, I can't feel yeah. it yet. It's nope. still, okay, still in we're it. still going? All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yeah. I, yes. I remember, Sarah, when I, I have, I've had two miscarriages between my first and my second child. And the first one was more intense because I had to have a DNC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just knowing like, oh, I'm going to be put under anesthesia for the first time. And mm-hmm. I remember going into that ultrasound and it taking a really long time for them to say anything. And I already in my head, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. And so I didn't even let her get the words out of her mouth. She was like, well, we're not. And I was like hearing a heartbeat. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. Again, like complete survival mode and, you know, not knowing how to even process, like, am I relieved? Am I sad? Am I whatever? All the things. And Jeremy and I were sitting in the car and I had to call pretty much right away. I had to book an appointment to get a DNC, preferably later that day. But Jeremy kept being like, are are you, are you okay? How are you feeling? Do you want to, do you want to call anybody? Do you want to let anybody know? And I picked up my phone to call you and immediately was just like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I didn't feel any of the emotion until I realized I'm going to have to say these words out loud to somebody else. It's like until you get that level of perspective of your own situation, almost like why watching movies can make us cry than, yeah. than when we're living it in our own life in real time. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But I'm really sorry that that happened, no, and I'm that happens so to everybody yeah. all the time. Thanks. And you're not—it's like cocaine usually. A shitty but mom, <laughs> thank you. 
Yeah, it's a really good lesson because I think I am a little lax with. I just he seems so aware. Yeah. So I it's I trust him more than I should trust like a two year old. Not that I, it's his fault to do that he shouldn't be trusted. It's just anyway. Well, we get comfortable with whatever phase they're in, yeah. and we don't we don't know that the rules need to change until they break a rule. And then we go, oh, okay, I guess now we're moving up to this level of safety in the house. I mean, it's just learn as you go. There's no other way around it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So your week's been great. (laughs) Sounds fun. (laughs) I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next. Me. I feel fine today, but the last couple weeks have been a low pretty low point and i'm only saying that i was also on my period which is not to negate how i was feeling but it was my first period before since before i got pregnant like you know eight months in to a baby so who knows the extreme level of hormones that were running through my body but i am struggling with it doesn't matter that they're eight years apart adding a second kid is just a whole different ball game and also with the second kid for the first time I'm trying to build a career and you know do things like just starting the podcast which just required more I guess motivation and focus I was thinking about you Shannon a lot this week because you've always been a working mom for the most part and working from home a lot And I was just getting really overwhelmed, feeling like I have only two modes. And the first one is I'm on the couch all day for days in a row watching the pile of mess around my house build, having no control over any space and feeling completely paralyzed by the mess. Like I can't, I feel like I can't even make a dent in anything. So then I just can't, I don't even want to try. True. Me too. And the other mode is when I'm busy and I'm like, okay, I need to get this done and to get this done and to get this done. Even if there are things that, I'm, that I want to do, like the podcast or working on scene work or getting an audition done, I then feel like I'm being pulled in a million different directions. And no matter which avenue I take, I'm failing on a different avenue. And I'm so happy to have that option this time because with Ava, it was, it was just stay at home all the time and that has its own challenges And I also, like, I don't want to be a 50s mom where it's like, this is your role, end of story, here's the rest of your life. I'm so grateful to be in a generation where we have more options and we can pursue the things that we love, but I am starting to realize the downfalls of that option as well. And that it's like, well, I can't be all the things. And that is frustrating in itself. So I don't know, just trying to navigate that for the first time really <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I thought about you a lot this week just being like I don't know how the hell you've been doing this because I'm definitely not working not well bitch <laughs> nearly <laughs> definitely not working nearly as much as you do or have people like you know this has to be done by this day and this has to be done by this day like everything yeah. I'm doing is malleable as far as scheduling and working around the kids and whatever but I, I mean the day that we were trying to promo the podcast, I felt like I was on my phone all day and was just like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. But, I mean, emotionally, I'm feeling a little more stable and I had a good morning. But Yeah, I feel you. I think that one thing that they don't tell you, <laughs> nobody tells you, or maybe they do and you just don't understand it until you actually have kids, that 
you have to choose mm-hmm. <laughs> every moment, everything that you do. Like, I don't know if you guys are like this too, but every single decision I make, every single one to what, what time I'm going to wake up in the morning, like when I'm going to get my workout in, like, what am I going to have for dinner? What am I going to do this? Like, do I have time to fit in that call? Like my kids are the first filter that that mm-hmm. goes through of like, how does that affect my kids? Okay, well then how does that affect Benji? And it's just like, I have to go through this thing of like, kind of like a risk first reward mm-hmm. situation of like, okay, so that's, that won't kill them. It'll be disappointing, but like, it's fine. Or like, maybe I'll put a Lunchable in their lunch and not make lunch or right. they can eat at the cafeteria. It's like, you have to make a choice all the time. Yeah, there's a, sa- there's a sacrifice yep. happening at all times. <laughs> yeah, all the time. And I do have to keep reminding myself, I don't remember like, I know they're not retaining the decisions I'm making the way that I am retaining them. You don't have Elsie as a daughter. <laughs> she is. Thank God. <laughs> she is just soaking it all in. Okay, soaking in all that. your fail, you all your failings. One? Great. Yeah. And so the Maisie is the one that vocalizes me. them to me. So it's great. <clears throat> Do you remember whenever you did this really bad? <laughs> Mom, remember that time you chose to go get drinks with your friends instead of hanging out with me? Do you remember whenever you were, like, had too much to eat the night before? (laughs) Air quotes. Too much to eat the night before, and you laid in bed all day long? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Shannon. Tell us about yourself. No, no, no. Only um, any funny stories? What's going on with you? How's your week? Um, This week is okay. It's following a really hard week, so... I think anything would feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable asking for help. And I've definitely been in a mode to where I have been like, I require help. And I think that that's been like the season of life is just I've done the, in my head, I've done it all on my own, all the way up until this point. And now that work is like picking up and all these different extracurricular like nonprofit like efforts, volunteer stuff that I just love doing. It's all like building up at the same time to where I'm just left holding all these things. And then at the end of the day, I like get all the stuff done. I, I, you know, just like plow through my list and then I'm left completely depleted. I have nothing left for my kids, nothing left for my husband. And I'm just kind of over it. So Mm -hmm. hired a cleaning company to come back and help with the house. And that's been like a huge lift highly recommend it because there's nothing that puts me in a bad mood quicker than watching something I just cleaned immediately get messed up again. Yeah, we've been talking about Yeah, it's just like this sense of control that I need in all these different areas to where it's like I'll make a very detailed literally like every 30 minutes of my day is planned out from the second I wake up until I feel like I can be done for Mm -hmm. the day. And then I leave that day, I end that list of just feeling like I could have done more. And I wake up in a panic at 2.30 in the morning thinking, oh, my God, I didn't do that. And so through therapy, I'm realizing that this is my anxiety, like pleading for help. And so I'm just trying to make changes. I don't know exactly what that looks like right now, but just try to step back from a few things and figure out like what truly brings me joy mm-hmm. and what fills me up. And I, I don't know. I just like I feel like I'm in a place where I don't have a lot of answers, but I know something needs to change. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, you'd said that something in the first podcast deferred changes that you're already trying to make. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I wish more that I could just like we could just play clips of that. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> and then I can like be part of the conversation while my sister is talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you say about Ava, just because Elsie and Ava are the same age and Oh, by the way, I have two children. Maisie is five and Elsie is nine. 
and they are polar opposites from each other. So that's always fun. But no, she said something about how the moment where she felt like she was done for a time period, like with my nine-year-old. they got old enough. Yeah, they're old enough. She's like making her own food and Mm -hmm. she's walking to her friend's house and she's like making plans. And of course, I have to tell her no, but she makes lots of plans. (laughs) But she just like has a social life and she has all these activities and she's just so good at everything she puts her mind to. So I don't want to tell her no with all these extracurricular things. But then she also has high anxiety that we're working with a therapist on. And so it's like filling up her schedule is not healthy for her. All of these different things, but realizing that I've been so focused on all of these other things happening in my life that are growing and kind of to the point where I've wanted them. Like, I want to be clear, I've been working my ass off to get these things to where they are, but now that they're there, it's not satisfying. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I'm missing out on this moment with my daughter that she is fun and she has a personality and I can have conversations with her. She gets jokes finally. Mm-hmm. Like she can be sarcastic finally. She doesn't take Ava's, things too Ava's seriously. Out with and, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said something about how they form attachments with their like digital identity. Yeah. And Elsie's natural like she just loves to find information about things. Like she'll have a question and I never want her to stop. She'll be like, Oh, I'll just Google it. So she'll just go and like find the answer. She wants to do something at gymnastics, so she watches YouTube videos obsessively until she gets it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help but just feel that, like, oh, when she said that she's looking for something that I'm not giving her. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, just, like, an awakening. Mm-hmm. And it was within days that I, like, claimed something in therapy that I've been thinking about for a long time. And finally, this past week, like, I claimed it in my professional life of something that, like, I'm suffering. Like, I need help. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I'll help you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any time or energy, but I'll, t- <laughs> I'll try. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's just it's just not easy. No. Not easy. I was watching, I watched the Val, Val Kilmer documentary this week, and it's just, you know, it's just his his life on on video camera and so you're watching this person on you know closer to the end of their life reminiscing about their whole life and he was the first you know one of the first people he knew to have a video camera so he had it on all the time and I'm just like watching these videos home videos of him and his kids and I'm knowing how he's feeling watching these videos and I was just like I just lost it at the end of at the end of the movie because I was like I'm I'm living the part of my life that I'm gonna look back on and be like oh my gosh what a beautiful time and I'm like I can't enjoy it it's so hard for me to enjoy being where we are and I hate that I mean there's moments every day that are beautiful and sweet right (laughs) doesn't Charlotte say on Sex and City that she's what was it when she was asked, like, if, how much she loves her husband or if her and her husband love each other? And she's like, every day. Not all day every day, but every day. <laughs> but I, like, think about that quote all the time yeah. whenever I'm, like, yes. how, my life. Like, I love my life. Not yes. all of it every day, but, like, not yeah. all of all yeah. parts of it. Right, yeah. right. I relate to what you said about joy, finding joy and being in it, getting things done, checking things off. Like, that entire thing makes complete sense to me. And it's crazy. 
it's amazing and commendable that you've been doing that for it's eight years without help. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, right, you yeah. know, your support system, but not, you know, like bringing in a cleaning, you know, all those things. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to carry. My point is you're, I don't know, you're, I don't know what I mean. You're winning is what I'm you're doing it better. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, you're winning. <laughs> and um, to your point, Joy, I mean, I guess this one's just going to be just vulnerable and crying, but. I know. I, uh, we've all, so I'm, far we've I'm, all cried. So. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for an episode where. Just There's, crying. Where it's just, we're just crying the whole time. This is complaining. I not, <laughs> complaining. No, no, well, okay, good. So on that on that point, I'm just going to run through it. I'd love to make this funny also, but don't know how. Um, I, it's not the time, uh, Sarah. Because when I was uh, when I was 24, um, I lost a baby, and I, which is true. Because of that, my perspective, something about that um, shifted when I had Parker. And so I do stay and I do consciously do it. Like last time I talked about doing mantras and stuff and I kind of rambled and and whatever. I consciously go to a grateful place. It's not always easy to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being like, go to a great, but I am kind of saying like, I do consciously go to that place and go, it's so fleeting. Like every second is so fleeting. Like I take way too long putting him down and somehow that's a gift. I do feel grateful for that. Also like my heart hurts all the time because it feels like it's gone already, Mm. (laughs) but fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, And just this insane (laughs) amount of privilege that we have to be able to make these choices for ourselves. And I think that's the thing that's been just like slapping me in the face the past couple of weeks of just the fact that Life doesn't have to be hard for me. And I like I don't mean that I, I do not take that statement for granted at all. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm in a position to where I have an incredibly supportive partner who can provide for our family. And mm-hmm. I don't have to be doing this to myself. Like right. I don't have anything to prove anymore. Mm-hmm. I think for a while I was really afraid that my entire identity would be wrapped around being a mother. And that terrified me because mm-hmm. Elsie was not planned. We conceived like on our second date. And we didn't get married until she was 18 months old. Like, it was not the typical entrance into family life for me. Right. And I never wanted children. I had a very traumatic miscarriage between Elsie and Maisie. Like, there are all these things that I've just constantly been thinking, like, okay, well, my work and my professional career and, like, my efforts in the community, like, all these things will make up for the fact that, like, I'm not just a mom. Like, I'm all these other things, too. And Mm -hmm. now I'm to a point where I'm just, like, depleted. Right. We're stretching ourselves too thin. And I just, like, it doesn't have to be this hard. Yeah. Like, I can make choices. I can make changes to where I find a balance with work. I figure out what I still want to be doing with that. I figure out which organizations truly fill me up. Like. Mm -hmm. Which that sounds incredibly selfish. No, no, you know I, what I mean. I, yeah, though? Like, I think to where you it's have like, to. I, I don't need to be spending all my time at like every single PTO meeting and all right. the things with it's. Yeah, you know. I, I, mean. I think mm-hmm. our our generation has had the privilege of options, but we've probably tipped the scale a little too far to the other side. Where now moms feel this expectation to be it all and to do it all, and that's just impossible. I know. <laughs> You know, I think about that all the time. I think about friends in my life who just don't have the options that I do. And I just like. Mm -hmm. And then you feel guilty. Of course. I do feel guilty. For feeling stressed about your own situation. Yes. All of it. I feel like ashamed that I'm complaining. I feel guilt. I also feel like an asshole. Like I just feel like all the things. But at the same time, I can't carry that. Mm -hmm. Like I can only be good for me so that I can be good for other people too. Right. 
And that sounds so cliche, and you read it on all the graphics on Instagram, like, take care of you first. Right. Fill yourself up. All Treat yourself. Yeah. Which, I, like, I get it. But it's it's true, though. Like, yeah. I'm no good to anybody right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling that energy as we speak. <laughs> um, I always say, um, I probably say it in, like, three different moments of the day, a list of things I read to just to let me know I'm okay, <laughs> but, um, to put my own mask on first. And I, I think that. That helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, or I don't know. That's oh, because you travel set. a lot. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Did you <laughs> see <all>. that? <laughs> yes. just, what did it snot? Snotted? I just looked down <laughs> and had that like just the loose snot that just wow. leaves your nose without any warning. And where did it come from? Kind of like shitting your pants. This is all my least favorite <laughs> just out of your content. Nose. Just crying and oh poop my talk. Seriously. Well, yeah, that was a post-crying <laughs> uh, snot drip. I know. Well, maybe it'll be good. Okay, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, let's see. What else you got for me? Um, How well, else can I, I bring wanna, this down? So, um, <laughs> no, I think it's I think this yes, is good. Yes, I would love to hear. <laughs> is it? I would love to no, hear more is. about your becoming a mom experience. Yeah. Since oh, it's so it's quick. <laughs> unique and happened so fast. It did happen so fast. Yeah, Benji was my date to a wedding. How long had you... And the magic happened. How long had you guys known each other before the wedding? So I had a rough handful of years in my late 20s where I was not able to find any of my freelance work and I was having a hard time covering and paying my bills. So I moved back home, which was the same summer that Bridesmaids came out. Mm. <laughs> and we left the movie theater and my mom said to me... You don't feel like her, right? And I was like, now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I had met Benji before that because he's best friends with my best friend's husband. And we had hung out a few times, but I never really, I don't know, just no sparks were there. And then one night right before I moved, we were hanging out at their house and he and I just happened to just like start talking and like he made me laugh so much. I was like, man. He's, like, really funny and cute. And so I started to develop a crush on him literally days before I moved to Florida. So we had a very intense text relationship that Mm -hmm. got really deep really quickly because his dad got sick right that summer, too. He was diagnosed with cancer, and it was, like, a very fast-progressing disease for him. And it it was just, it was rough. And I was having, like, a very vulnerable, like, kind of rock bottom summer. So we both just kind of met each other there and we were there for each other. And you can be a lot more honest and vulnerable over texting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come to think of it, like all of our heavy conversations are over text, which I don't know how healthy that is, but (laughs) we get it done. We get it done. We'll get to that later. Yeah. (laughs) Not this podcast. (laughs) No, but he just like, I just fell in love with him. It was like the summer of weddings. So I was back and forth to Nashville like five times and he was my wedding date for that summer. And one magical night. <laughs> God looked down on us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, and then I found out I was pregnant at the next wedding. <laughs> like, literally, Maggie and I took pregnancy tests together because I didn't think I was. And then all I had all the symptoms, and I'd already taken a test, but it was, like, not really positive. And she goes, uh, I think we should do that again. Mm-hmm. So we both had one false, one positive speechless we told benji was like the test is in there like i couldn't even talk about it and he goes into the bathroom he's like there's two of them <laughs> <laughs> like which one which is one am i supposed to look at? yeah so anyways the first thing i said was i don't even know your mom's name like i was just like 
so devastated at the fact that his parents were just going to be like, no. Right. Absolutely not. But that was not the case. I threw up all the way to Meridian to meet them. I had really bad morning sickness, all of my pregnancies, all of them. And he, like, waited until after lunch to tell her. So I kept having to hide the fact that I was puking every two hours. <laughs> and, like, we went to Chili's for lunch. And oh, I, like, no. I just had soup that I just kept smelling instead of eating. Mm-mm. I, like, vividly remember the smell of that soup, too, because mm-hmm. I was so stressed out. It was, like, I was terrified. I'm, like, where am I going to stay tonight? Like, what, what am I going to do? Soup? I'm in a city I've never been in. I don't know. It's chili, so, like, probably chicken tortilla? Yeah, I was going to say, like, white bean. <laughs> yeah. Like a chili? Mm. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, God. No, but he was up there for way too long, and then came downstairs, his mom was arms full of baby albums, and was just like, Aww. I'm so excited, here's Benji's Aww. baby pictures, and I don't know, they just accepted me immediately, and we've just been each other's person since then. Had Elsie. His dad was able to meet her, which I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. What was, I mean, the first time we met was, how old were the girls? Three months, maybe? Probably a little older, because Ava was, like, sitting up in the bouncy seat. Okay. So, a little older than that. I do remember, within, like, ten minutes of meeting you, you let out the <laughs> most insane burp. <laughs> and I'm sitting in my living room, across from this woman. Who have I let into my house? I'm just like... Do I say something? <laughs> do I say excuse you? Like I don't know what to do here. I was just she like sure didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Oh no. Has but, that happened on this before? No. Um, well, I used to never really be in any new scenarios, but once I started meeting new people outside of the people I already know, now it's like a I purposely keep that to myself oh. until I'm like comfortable, comfortable or someone knows me better and then I'm like oh yeah you haven't heard this I thought yet. you were going to say I just get it out of the way like first hang yeah. apparently that's what I used to do um, Joy for anyone who doesn't know just uh, she burps really loud and doesn't say excuse me <laughs> it's just part of <laughs> no I do not it just happens <laughs> and then for a while Elsie kept making herself burp out loud there was like a time period where she was hanging out at your house a lot and I go listen that's not happening here. We don't do that in our We're house. not doing that here. Maybe over there, but not here. <laughs> I didn't really say that. <laughs> I said that. No. That's it's funny. Yes, Shannon was yeah. one of the first. Nobody was really having kids when we had our kids. <laughs> uh, all of our friends were still partying and living the single life. So we had a, a mutual friend connect us. And it went great because we hung out that one day and then we didn't hang out again for like three years it was the burp <laughs> she was like no i'm like no i can't do that i can't do this if she has no control over that what else does she have no control over <laughs> so we had elsie she was in our wedding which i'm so again it's just like all these perfect moments like mm-hmm. she's been a part of all of them which i i just love that i don't know i mean like as much as I've been complaining about this life, I wouldn't give it up for anything. Like, right. She saved me. Like, completely saved my life. Yeah. Agreed. Not for your life. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> she saved yours, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's she's really powerful kid. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I relate to everything that you say about her. She makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Was the transition, what was that transition like into just becoming a mom for the first time for you? Uh, well, I let her fall week one so there's that yep good start 
I don't know. I I think that if it, it's just survival mode those first few months. So you're just kind of like, you don't know any better. You don't know any different. You're just kind of like, this is my job now. Like, I have to keep this thing alive no matter what. And then, like, three months goes on, and then you find yourself, like, nursing in the room crying. <laughs> You're like, why am I crying? <laughs> why am I crying all the time? Why am I always sad? <laughs> um, but then you just, like, again, you just get to these moments where you just can't help but ask for help. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. You just get to a point where you're like, it's, it's again, survival mode. I can't do this by myself. Like, yes, I have an amazing partner, but like, I need a friend who's been here. Like, yeah. I need somebody who understands what it's like to be on a schedule to feed a human yeah. and to be in pain all the time. Mm-hmm. And then to also feel like you're failing because my nursing journey was like so insane with her. I went to a lactation specialist a couple of times. I also, like, at the moment, there was another mom friend who was putting so much pressure on me to just, like, keep fighting through it. And I'm just yeah. like, but I'm so, like, it Yeah, hurts. but I just don't want to do it And anymore. it's not, it's not working. Like, she's losing weight. Like, right. this isn't working for us. And mm-hmm. so I started supplementing, like, really early on. <laughs> and then for Elsie got, like, really chunky, which is funny because she's such a little string bean now. But she had this moment where she was just this little... Butterball. Like, butterball, Yeah. <laughs> And I look back and I was like, it's that damn formula. (laughs) (laughs) It did it. It works. It works. No, it's just like, again, it it doesn't change. Like those first days and months and years of motherhood, like the pressure and stress does not go away. It just changes. Like Mm -hmm. it just shifts into a different form. Right. Different version. To where it's like, oh God, they're going to die. And then with being a toddler, oh God, I'm going to die. And then it's like. Then they get to school age or like preschool age. And then you're just like, okay, I just need you guys to do this so I can do this. And then you miss out on all these years because mm-hmm. you just go to daycare. Like, do well, you're, all- Yeah, you're so ready I just for them to space. start their own life. Yeah. And you just want, I just want no one to touch me. Yep. Like Ava's will tug on me yeah. still. And I, and I have to look at her and be like, please do not tug on my arm. I will come over to what you need me to see. But like, mm-hmm. I cannot handle being physically pulled on. I know. Anymore. And then you say these things out loud and it's just this instant like, oh God, what is that going to do to her psyche? Because mm-hmm. at this age, they're so... Absorbing. They're, yes. They're just these sponges and they're saying all the bad words and they're asking questions about songs they're listening to and they're wondering why they're kissing this way and not kissing this way on TV. And it's just like, holy shit just watch cartoons and like stop yes like just stop you're still a kid I was, but then i ex- i have these expectations for them to be capable human beings right. but then whenever they show this capability i'm like no <laughs> you're too young for that <laughs> no, i don't want to have this conversation I, I was just telling jeremy i was like i i know i'm so glad to be out of the years where if the kid's getting in trouble or getting disciplined, it's like total meltdown, you know, like ages three through, I don't know, five-ish, six. And now we're not having those meltdowns. Now she wants to have a full-blown conversation about how I'm disciplining her and the whys and the please, 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 please. And I'm just like, I don't want to spend 15 minutes talking about this with you. I just want to discipline you and then you like go go cry go cry by yourself (laughs) i don't want to talk but then they're crying you're like why are you crying (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
we're great. We're doing great. <laughs> doing so good. Jeez. <laughs> Sarah, are you taking notes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Come cry and ask for help. I'm just thinking of titles. Um, before we move on to the the main questions, I didn't know if you wanted to touch on either the miscarriage before Maisie or just the adding a second adding a second kid to the Oh, so you want to lighten it up a bit? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Good. Some of those chestnuts would you like <laughs> yeah. to dive into? <laughs> oh, gosh. Or not. I mean, um, no, it's fine. Not. I think that I'm comfortable talking about it. I think about it every single day, so why not talk out loud about it? Also, crazy that all three of us have had this experience, and yet people still feel completely isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't want to cry again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is going to be everyone's favorite episode. We're about, to go, episode. Uh, about to go really light in a minute. We'll go, yeah, once we get done with the questions, then we'll head then to Then we'll just talk about pop culture stealing money <laughs> from orphans and widows. Yeah, you guys can talk about Bravo no, for yeah. five no, minutes. No, only talk about the light parts. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to write in here. Also add a funny question to yeah. standard question. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, I lost a pregnancy between mine. Uh, it was... A decent amount of time after Elsie was born, like she was two, almost three, and I like just instantly felt nervous about it all. Like it wasn't one of those things where with Elsie, of course it was like shock because I'm like, oh God, I don't even know this person, but I never questioned my ability to be like a mother with Elsie, which is interesting because when I got pregnant the second time, I was like, I can't do this again. Like I don't, I, this is like not gonna go well Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then well the way I found out I was pregnant is I was getting a strep test (laughs) and had two positive test results a positive pregnancy (laughs) test and a positive strep test and so I was vomiting with strep throat for like two weeks Mm -mm. and I found out like week three of my pregnancy so I found out really early with both of mine Mm -hmm. well all through pregnancies so I had a full nine months (laughs) of just right in it But we went to our first appointment, and it wasn't quite the size that they thought it should be, but they were going to wait two weeks. And then that two weeks, I just knew. You just know. Like, you see, yeah, it's just not, this isn't, I, like, the other thing that I couldn't quite get over was the fact that there was a dead fetus in me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was really hard to, like, wait a full two weeks of just, like, everyone being so positive around me, but me fully knowing. And I remember a friend of mine said that, she's like very spiritual and kind of in tune with things and she said that there was this from the minute I said to her that I was pregnant there was just this dark cloud kind of hovering over me so I mean I felt it completely yeah it's hard too when people and maybe you're the same way when people are super positive around me I tend to be like well if everyone's being positive someone's got to be on the other side so I guess I'll fill that role so then I'll end up being like the strongest like self like i'll be the I'll one prove them yeah I'll, pr- <laughs> I'll prove all them wrong someone's got to be ready for the downside i guess it'll be me right. oh, <laughs> oh man but yeah so that two weeks came and it was still the same same spot same size everything so they gave me the option of a dnc but they said that it had already started to pass so it would probably be faster and easier if i just let it happen naturally which i do not recommend for single person it was the most traumatic moment of my entire life was passing that thing yeah (laughs) because then like what do you do with it 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, can I get graphic? Is that okay? Sure, yeah. sure. But I mean, for real, like I've just, I was hemorrhaging for two hours to the point where you are just like losing so much blood. You're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And this is happening in my house with my daughter in the next room. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just really hard. And then you go to the bathroom and you feel like, well, that felt different because there's blood clots that you're passing. But then there's just like, you see it. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I guess there was a clot that had formed. So two weeks later, we were out at Rose Pepper and I went to the bathroom and just like, whoosh, like another. Way too much. Another hemorrhaging moment mm-hmm. where I just said to Benji, I was like, I have to go home. I don't have anything here. Like, I thought this was over. So it was the exact same experience. But then I lost so much blood that I had just, like, completely passed out and had to be, like, transported to a hospital. And they were, like, measuring my blood. They gave me all this medication to produce more blood faster because they didn't want to have to do a blood transfusion. And I had to stay there for two days. It was just, like... Right, on top of... Horrendous. Yeah. Wow. Everything you'd already been my through. My charge nurse that night was pregnant, oh. <laughs> which I felt was extra cruel. Yes. But, yeah, it was it was rough. And then there was a, a healing period because my body was so weak because I had lost so much blood that my skin was, like, gray for mm-hmm. a couple, like, I feel like for a couple of weeks it was like that. And, you know, it was, like, not only the mental trauma but also the physical trauma that my mm-hmm. body went through. And my OB told me not to even try to get pregnant for at least a year. And I got pregnant with Maisie six months later. <laughs> right. And you were, you separated yourself from most of that pregnancy. Oh, From God. what I remember yeah. you telling me, correct? Like yeah. emotionally, you were like, I don't believe this baby's going to be here until this baby yeah. is here. Yeah. I don't think we here. even did her nursery until I was in my third trimester. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I just kept staying busy. I just like kept piling work on. Right. I just figured out what, how can I stay the most busy right now to where I don't have to think about any of this. And yeah, uh, it was, I felt very very detached emotionally from that pregnancy but then it was like it hit me that it was happening and I was like oh god this is actually happening Mm -hmm. and then her delivery was just like that yeah she latched immediately like she just everything was just so perfect like did she bring a lot of healing from that experience with her yeah I think so yeah I mean I know so yeah she uh, she's added to our family so much that oh she's so freaking cute Can't she is like her. painfully cute she's and i know i'm part like i'm impartial but like she's just no, like she's, really cute yeah she's no she wanna is, punch yeah. her in the face and she knows it debatable yeah she knows it you should see her school pictures that we got oh my gosh oh my god she's like <laughs> and yesterday at gymnastics she was like walking out to the gym and just like pulled her straps down so that her shoulders were exposed and then just goes <gasps> and just kept walking like you can't stop me from in here the gates closed like I can do what I want in here. I can pull my straps down if I want to. Yeah. No, she's amazing. She's hilarious and and cute and snuggly and drives everybody crazy, but we love her so much. Yep. What do you wish someone would have told you before you had kids? I don't know. I've been thinking. I haven't even. I've been looking at these questions for a while, and I, like, can't think of an answer for that just because there's so many things that I try to tell other moms before mm-hmm. they deliver, but I realize that. They're pro- Doesn't people matter. probably told me these things, <laughs> right. and I just didn't listen because right. I had no idea. Yeah, it's like know. you talk yeah. about that love that you feel that's a totally different kind of love the second you meet your baby. That it's just this like, oh, like mm-hmm. I'm different. I'm like a I'm a different person now that I've just met this human. Mm-hmm. And 
I say that a lot, but nobody understands it because you don't know it until you feel it. I guess just that you're not failing. If you're worried about failing, you're not failing. Right. Because that means that you are at least trying. You're aware of your failures. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also just trying. And I think that anyone who puts in the effort is doing something right. Yeah. what do you do for yourself? What fills the well? What helps you, keeps you afloat, Ooh. rejuvenates you? Are you able to give yourself anything like yeah. that? Yeah, I like... Besides alcohol. Okay, yeah, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. That's just a staple. Yeah, not medicating, yeah. No, um, I mean, it can be that, honestly. Let's not, let's not discount that. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I have a therapist who I really, really love and find incredibly helpful. I also... I don't know if obsessed is the right word, but I follow every single thing that happens on Bravo. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I listen to all the podcasts. I watch all the shows. I, like, follow the Instagram accounts of not the actual housewives, but uh-huh. the people who talk about talk the about housewives. Yes. Like, I feel like those are my people. Me too. I've never... <laughs> I mean, that's exclusively how I engage with you. Yeah is just over Bravo because it is such a niche community where you can just literally block out everything else and just get so involved in the most insane drama (laughs) that's so stupid, but yet it just makes me feel better. Yeah, it's an escape for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pop culture corner it Mm -hmm. is. I was going to talk about Erica Jane, but the other night I practiced because I think we saw in the second episode, if anybody listened to that, how poorly it goes if I don't. Not that it went, I mean, it just wasn't that good. So um, it was 14 minutes long talking about Erica Jane, and I wasn't, I had barely scratched the surface. <laughs> so there's really just no way, I mean, that to have a spinoff to talk about that. Um, Which I'm game for co-hosting, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the look that Sarah just gave Shannon was like, when are we going to bang, though? <laughs> While Bravo like, is on. Gotta go. Uh, Shannon and I are going to need a moment alone, please. Just kidding. I'm sweating. <laughs> okay, just gather. Erica Jane. You oh, were yeah. going to talk about Erica Jane. I was going to talk about her. That's gonna, that would take too long. I would love to do, love to do that. Um, <laughs> but instead, I'm going to talk about what's really my favorite thing. What gives me the, other than my baby and like the things in life like my husband like sweet moments like things in life that give me joy right now what gives me you can go in you can go you know what i only need a minute going in all right here we go so here's my minute go the thing that gives me the most joy in life right now is seeing kathy hilton on the real housewives of beverly hills kathy hilton is i'm just gonna act like you've seen it and if you haven't don't listen i (laughs) the sister of kyle richards and kim richards who I mean, yeah. God, bring Kim back. Just Seriously. make them a show. Um, she was Please. in um, Escape from Mitch Mountain, which was one of my favorite movies when I was little. Um, and then she was in some other stuff. And that's not the point. The point is Kathy Hilton, mother of Paris and Nikki. Um, I made some notes. Pause. No. It's just a love letter to Kathy oh, Hilton. Great. I feel yeah. like there's no purer feeling on in like the Bravo universe. Than... What's so great about her? Oh, right. Oh, God, she's amazing. Sorry, I just yeah, feel it so deeply. She I, is, I it's, she's like the embodiment of camp. And I'd love to say, I, I tried to, I haven't had time to read like the full Susan Sontag definition of camp. I have read a lot of it. I love, I just know that I love Dang. camp and 
general is that one my one minute no. all right mm-hmm. i don't want to end on that susan sontag thing that sounded gross so no but i do what do you mean she is what like, does camp mean like uh like like a, like, like a love for like camp? i like an ironically like something that's like so bad it's good yeah right, right. um okay. and that actually that's not what kathy hilton is but she's like funny in this way that's just so she's like truly authentic yeah. i have Every ounce in my being believes that you showing up for coffee at her estate mm-hmm. is exactly what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. She's drinking her Slim Fast. Thank you. She's got her PJs on while she's letting the other housewives film at her house, but yet she refuses to wake up earlier than when she wants to wake up. Which is like 11. Yeah. She has Is she travels. one of the housewives? Yes. She's a friend of this year. Yes. But she's right. a sister of like a, of the longest standing, still standing housewife on Beverly Hills franchise. And, you know, I think I said already, but mother of Paris and Nikki. So like kind of a godmother of reality TV. And mm-hmm. and she's held out for so long. And I think mm-hmm. she's coming in at the exact right time because there had to be like a stable kind of sounding presence for this season mm-hmm. because they're all so either terrified of each other or batshit crazy that you need somebody who just doesn't give a shit. Right. And who's just the like, constant. I'm going to prep for three days on this meal <laughs> and you guys are going to ruin it, but I'm going to spend $50,000 <laughs> on caviar pie. pie. <laughs> 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 and just like, I'm going to shut you down because you annoy me, but I will let this fight happen. Yes, because this is going to be good for me. Meanwhile, ratings. Lisa Renna is wasted with a dog on her lap ringing a bell, like just like there. It's just, oh my God. Last week's episode was perfection. It was perfect. Oh my God. I would so watch good. her. She does some Instagram lives. I would watch her do anything. 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 Yeah. Maybe she'll listen to this podcast. Oh, oh I forgot on. the most important thing. I buried what? the lead, which oh, is. Oh, every time. In 2019. So I may be a little biased because we have some history because in 2019, oh. Kathy liked one of my stories oh. on Instagram. Wait, what? Don't mean to brag. Dang. She did. What was it about? It was me at maybe my first or second, I think it was the first um, doctor's appointment with Parker. I was pregnant with Parker, and I was like a callback recently off of Vivance at the time. Like, And so I was just really spacey, and it's like me with like a psychedelic kind of filter. Mm-hmm. And she just put two smiley faces. That's, mm. I'll post that. Yeah. Yes. With this episode. Yeah, so that you can sounds see. great. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll let her know. She has I'm like, like her own segment. Speechless. At the end. Yeah. I know. I, I really have no words. I think about it often. You already have an in with her, so <laughs> it shouldn't be. Her profile mm-hmm. raised. It shouldn't be a big know. deal. I'll call her. Shannon, thank you so much for your honesty and vulnerability. I hope everyone is in a space where they can, like, decompress it. from this. <laughs> All right, we'll have to put a warning. <laughs> yeah. I know, Seriously. Not for your sake. I mean, not for, like, your, you know, your part. And yours, too, yeah. Sarah. Your vulnerability, too. Thanks. So, yeah, I guess to any moms listening out there, you are Hang in there. <laughs> you are enough. You're doing a great job. Hang in there. No, None of us know what we're doing. Um, keep on. Keep trucking. Yeah. yeah. One day at a time. I've never experienced that more than once you have children. It really is just getting through the day. Oh, I think about things that I thought were problems, and I'm like, no. Oh, everything mm-hmm. is easier. Yeah. <laughs>